Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Every show addresses issues that affect your life. Call in and share your experience. 781-837-4900. Welcome, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio here on a uh, a little chilly Thursday night as we're getting into the fall uh, 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 time of the year and uh, uh, the shows are heating up here folks uh, uh, we recently uh, had a very successful uh, uh, expo Justin at the uh, Brockton VA hospital yeah, that's oh, right, right, Jenny yeah. you missed it, it was great it really yes, really so worked sorry. out well um, being indoors in, indoors because they had the gymnasium which was filled but then they have this network of corridors that connects all 37 buildings at the hospital. So they got miles of corridors, so they just put tables everywhere. And there must have been 100 tables, may, may, maybe, maybe more. A uh, lot, lot, of, lot of veterans showed up. Uh, um, no, I heard, I, yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I couldn't have made that, but I heard it was very good. They had a great, great, good turnout for the weather. I mean, the weather was... Bad, but everybody seemed to come out. Well, and I walked around with my eye blotter, <laughs> and and I have now three months of solid shows booked. There we go. You, you, you know, next week is going to be. Uh, um, I think I, I think I. I, think I, I he needs a calendar. Oh, next next week, Volunteers of America. There you go. That's a that's a huge uh, volunteer group, one of the largest in the nation. Week after that is going to be the new uh, representative, uh, the new uh, Red Cross guy that I met uh, Saturday. He's Wolfie's, uh, um, not well, like Wolfie. No. <laughs> no, 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 he's a, he's a, he's a, he, he's he's a, a human being. Uh, no, no. And, and he really, he, he loves being a counselor. He loves being a counselor. He loves working with the vets, and I think he's going to do real, real well Week after that is uh, return to uh, Michael J. Fox Foundation in uh, Parkinson's. Yeah. Then the 26th is Ray Milano, SBA night. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting one. We're going to be featuring, Paul, veteran business owners uh, and and uh, interviewing them Excellent. On, on the show. Uh, uh, and then having the rest of the story on our website so that they can go to find out about veterans' careers or, or, or discounts or practices or just whatever, whatever they might be. So, uh, yeah, I filled it, I filled it up. Uh, uh, veterans uh, uh, Legal Services, Harvard. Uh, Harvard's coming in, uh, in, in, a, in a couple of months uh, uh, to, do their, to do their gig here. So, uh, you did some good networking. I was sure. It was, I, 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 See, it should have been there. It was great. It, it it was it, it was really uh, a, a good time and uh, but here we are tonight and and a new uh, member of the of the panel here tonight uh, 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 Paul Gilbert uh, uh, Paul welcome thanks for coming in uh, thanks for having me this is great I know that Jenny does this with you guys all the time and uh, you know as I said I got into this because of my own loss with a. Uh, a, a great friend and um, decorated veteran, uh, a Marine guy who was proud of his service and 
Um, that's what propelled me into this business. And what, and, uh, what business? What are you? Who are you about? What, what's going? Why are you here? <laughs> well, you know. Well, you know all about Jenny. So yeah. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny runs my coalition, the Plymouth County Suicide Prevention Coalition that I started nine and a half years ago, and it's still going strong because of her and a couple others. And uh, you know, we we did it because we needed education. And, um, and this is a personal mission. You. Yeah, it was a personal mission when it started. Absolutely, I and mean, that mission I, was I, because I because I lost a good friend to, to suicide, and um, you know, since then I lost a, a father to suicide, and uh, it's just something that, just like Jenny, with personal loss, we got into it, and uh, as as we grew uh, the coalition over the last ten years, um, we really uh, took an interest in the uh the veterans because of the high rates of suicide with sure. veterans yep. and we wanted to be part of it and and help them we started you know originally with chuck delaney and uh some of the other uh people in the bedford vas yep. that were really you know uh really doing the groundwork of of helping and i've seen such an incredible change in the 15 years or so that I've been doing this, and especially in the last, I'd say, five to seven years of how the VAs have stepped up. Change for the positive? Oh, positive. I mean, and, and yeah. all the people that I know that have served, uh, whether it's family, friends, or friends of a friend, it doesn't matter because we have resources now like you guys, and we have this voice here, and we've been really able to connect people with services and jobs and just different ways to take care of your mental health and um it, it's it's just been a, a wonderful wonderful ride um as i was explaining before we got on the air i was lucky enough to travel overseas and work on the bases uh working with families um you know all around the world and uh it, just really it's become it's such a passion for for both jenny and i and all of us in this in this world of suicide prevention and I think it's so important and it's not just about suicide it's mental health in general um, that you know is loneliness is a killer oh yes and we need education we need people to keep talking about it open up those doors have that awkward conversation and let people feel comfortable when they're struggling to talk to somebody and I know it's still not 100% but we will keep doing what we're doing to the day I die, to to help uh, all of our all of our all of society, not just veterans, but you know we're working with the school systems, we work with you know the colleges in the area, um, but our veteran um, you know community has been near and dear to us, and I've been lucky enough to work with a lot of people. And, and it, it's a, it's a shame, awesome. Paul. We've had so many veterans uh, uh, come in and, and sit here and and. Just, just talking because they're here for whatever reason, but but to a person, they will say that that although they did three tours of duty in Iraq and Afghanistan, they've lo- lost more members to suicide than they did in the war. on deployment. Absolutely, and absolutely. A, 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 and we had a, 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 yep. a kid, Adam DeChico, great kid, wonderful. Yeah, it couldn't have been. He he was here just six months ago and. And and uh, you know, I I don't know. I'm I'm amazed at this whole oh, problem. And and a, a while ago, uh, uh, Paul, I had a meltdown here on the show because on on a 
uh, that week, um, there was the problem with the, uh, the the guy killed his wife and 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 in Cohasset, and and then there was the the poor lady that that took the lives of her three kids, but then I had two suicides in Hingham, two veteran suicides, and I was I was I was pissed. I, I Hingham, I'm in Hingham every day. I, how did I miss these two 31-year-old Marines? Why? Why? I mean, Hingham's a viable community. Uh, Keith Germans are as a spectacular VSO. Uh, uh, you know, Keith. I graduated high school with Keith. I'm from Hingham, <laughs> and and you know, so so he, here's we hear all of this stuff on the news, but we don't hear about these kids that are struggling. Right. Why don't we hear about it? Why isn't it? Why isn't there a network of people that are reaching out to everyone that comes off of deployment, or not even to, even just they're they're lost in 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 reacclimating to society? So, you know, I, and I've I've met with Keith, and he's been in a couple of our trainings. And why, you know, why isn't there more outreach to these struggling young men? That because they won't allow it. They 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 won't allow it. Jenny's there. I mean, Justin's there. I'm there. You're there. They just don't reach out. They don't self-identify. The last thing they want to do is say, "I have a problem." You, right. you know, they don't even want to say when they're feeling good and let us give you some more benefits. Never, never mind. Gee, I could use a little bit of help. Could somebody talk to me? But, but, but. So the problem is the education and who's telling them from a young age that it's not okay to reach out. It's the same reason we lose more police officers, you know, to suicide than we do in the line of duty in the United States every year. We, what, what, is, what, is, what is the education and what is the message that our society sends that if you're struggling, you cannot reach out uh, because of the, the bravado of the military or the bravado of the police Fire, EMT, whatever it is, all our first responders. They used to be in caretakers. They are, I know. And, and all of a sudden now, they don't know how to, to spin the bottle around a little bit and, you know, let, let, let somebody help them for a change. They're so busy helping everybody else. That's right. And, and, and we, what we really, the message is that for, for our veterans, or, or so for our military in general, is when you have recruits coming in, Let's give them the education from the start. Let's change. Let's change the culture. We talk about culture all the time in mental health. Let's change the culture so that when they're entering, they're getting education. They're talking to their superiors about what mental health is. It's going to be a struggle because yeah. it's a struggle whether you're in the military or not. It's a struggle for for everybody in society and families and everybody that has. Has issues and and things that you know torment them, or that you know whether it's you know a family member, a friend, or whatever it might be. That there's a lot of trouble sometimes. Yeah. So why 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 it's when we right talk? Now but why, yeah, why when we talk with military and their the recruits go in, do they not I, come we, out and they can speak freely of however they feel? Let your feelings out. Try to convince them of that. Try right. to convince I've them of that. I've been trying. I've Larry, been working on we, it. Why don't we take our first break here, kids, and uh, we'll be back after these messages to continue uh, uh, this conversation of uh, analysis of, uh, geez, where, where's the lack of education? Where's the, where, where's the 
Where's the answers? Take it away, Lau. We'll be back after these messages. But is there a balance in between? Welcome back, everybody. Here we have a a lively conversation uh, uh, going on here, uh, uh, you know, about... uh, uh, the, the the transition from 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 being a mercenary uh, to uh, to be a soldier to be taking orders not to question just to go and follow follow orders and uh, you know I I think that that there was this um, a meeting a while ago that that we, that Jenny and I were were talking about a little bit but because we had three triplets from Marshfield High School on graduation this year all joined the Marines. Um, and they had a day for them at Gillette Stadium of all the new recruits, all the high school seniors that, that, were, that were doing it. But, see, my th- feeling was that they, they all are future veterans of America. We ought to start that day one to prepare them you know that that there are paths that that you know that you can still do your job, but you can still prepare for what's afterwards. And I think the service does not do a real good job of transitioning and getting them back to back to feeling well. Quote no, well. Well, I think you get. I think what happens is remember the military is I'm taking civilians who think individually. And we have them to think as one. So you're transitioning them from civilian life into military life. And that's what they're trained for. To, you're not thinking as an individual anymore. You're, we're a group. We're going in as a unit. And that's, that's the hardest thing. That's what boot camp is for. It's to weed out those who, who can't, can't make that. And then when you're in there, that process then goes to individual, whether they're MOS, whatever they're going to do in, in, in the military. Maybe after a period of time is when the education can begin Surely it has to be when they're six months leaving the military. There has to be some intense training as well. You're leaving the military, going back into civilian life. I mean, they just gave me and said, tomorrow you're going home. Here's your, here's your, here's your papers. Here's your plane ticket, your bus ticket. And that was it. That was, that was it. As long as all the forms are signed, they didn't care. So the emphasis has to be in that last six months, eight months, whatever their deployment, or coming back from deployment, on you're going back into civilian life. And, yep. and there's where I think is is where to catch them. So get them acclimated again. Right. So, so your 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 point is very well taken, and I and I understand, um, not because I was military, but I understand what you're explaining to me as someone going in, and how you want that soldier, sailor, airman, whoever it is, to act, react, feel. But mental health starts at such a young age. So if we're not educating kids as young as like fourth, fifth, sixth grade, middle school to understand just what mental health is, is really what we need to do. And it's so I think the people that have the mentality when you said you, you go to boot camp and they weed people out. Well, if we educated the recruits on mental health. Maybe it would weed out a few more that aren't ready for it. Right. But the ones that are going to understand it and work through it will continue on and still be that strong, you know, 
that strong soldier, that strong. And the vast majority so, of them are. At, and, and and right. What are we talking? Ten percent, twenty percent that that can't take the stress. Maybe uh, I I don't know what the numbers are, but it, it's it's there's a lot of healthy vets out there. Absolutely, a lot of healthy vets. Absolutely. And, and the big thing is, and, and I've said this before, in the last fifteen years, and I agree with you. The veteran community is now talking about, and the older veterans, my generation of veterans, are talking about mental health. And I think that's transitioning down to the next generation who is saying, hey, if these guys can talk about it, we can talk about it. And and hopefully that uh, Desert Storm guys can talk about it. Maybe these younger veterans are able to say, hey, these guys are talking about mental health. And and I've seen that in the last 15 years. It's okay to say I'm not okay. And and that's, that's big, I think. Uh, yes, and and what I what it really um, took away from the first time I I went overseas to work with the Navy, um, and, and unfortunately I only know the last name um, was Kelsey. There was a there was a, a, a Navy um, personnel that that really struggled um, with suicide suicide ideation, wanted to take his life. He was so afraid to tell anybody. Because of the repercussions, because of how you were red flagged, because yeah. how you were yep. treated on the base, because you you know you 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 had your weapons taken away, all of that, and it was the kind of the from what I understand from all the the people that I worked with in the Navy, they that it was the first story that was publicized. They actually interviewed him afterwards, and all the people that helped him, and how he turned his life around because he was able to tell somebody and speak about it. And he stayed in the service, and he was still a strong, you know, Navy guy, and 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 a proponent not only for for mental health and helping others, but still able to, to fight if he had to, still able to have that. that he was able to compartmentalize. Yes, and, and, and leave and, it in the right box, and yeah, take and out I, that box when it was necessary. Right, and I, I think that's the message we need to send, because if if I'm out with you in combat. And I'm relying on you to save my ass, and you're relying on me to save yours. If I'm mentally not well, I'm not good for you. No. <laughs> and you're not good for me if you're not mentally well. But if you get to talk about it and 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 discuss it and get better mentally, I want you next to me because right. you're a good soldier. You're a good sailor. You're you know, like you you want people to be mentally well next to you. It's yeah. so important. So I don't think that punishment is the way to go with people that are struggling when they've offered their their life up to serve our country get them better because they still want to be that that combat person they still want to like be your buddy that is going to to fight next to you that's so your point is well taken and I, i understand we don't want to soften people but we want them to be able to express their struggles because they'll be better in the trenches if they're talking about their mental health well that was my point yep yep and and uh it'd be interesting too bad we don't have our buddy chuck on uh uh from the standpoint it'd be nice to 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 see the change that he has seen over his years of yelling over the radio don't do it you know yelling on this on the radio every night when, when when we when we would uh, he'd have the final word, 
Um, he yells, and we can't yell. No, yeah. and, and Chuck's a big, big tanker guy, you know. Chuck. I know Chuck. Oh, you well. know Chuck. Yeah. yeah, you know Chuck. Too big to be in a tank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was saying, I looked at him. Tank. I, 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 I can't we didn't want you on a submarine. We didn't want you on a tank. I can't imagine. Neither one of them. No, uh, 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 it's uh, too uh, big. My alley, uh, uh, but uh, it, it was. It, it, he gave me a lot of strength, as far as not being afraid to ask. Are you, do you feel okay? And and Jenny and as has taught us, no, you're not going to push somebody over the edge by asking. That that they want to talk about it. Right. They want to. All they want is somebody to give open them a the hug. Door. Open oh, the door. Yeah. It's open. about opening that door. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Listen. That's that's what we're all about. It's an awkward conversation to have, and with certain professions, whether it's military, whether it's police, I understand. It's it's a bravado style of life where you don't want to say it, you don't want to talk about it, but if someone brings it up to you, they want to talk about it. Yeah. And we say that all the time. You yeah. open that door and that person will just yeah. naturally just tell you everything that they're struggling with and by letting it out, there's step 1 to releasing a lot of it. Yeah. Some of them I shouldn't even say some. Of them, most people don't even need more than that. They just need a, someone to listen to them about what they're struggling. And then some do need further care. Sure. But but just by letting it out, it makes them like the relief of releasing those thoughts makes them a stronger and better person in the trench, no matter what their job, no matter what your profession is, whether it's military, non-military. It makes that person stronger. Do you train on that aspect of... of, of uh uh, what you were just talking about, Paul? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, do. and that's what I do. And, and you, you know, I, when I was first doing trainings, it was with um, the National Guard. And we were doing what's called an assist training. It's a two-day two training. Um, it's called Applied Suicide Intervention Skills Training, how to do interventions. So we were training military to be SIOs, Suicide Intervention Officers. And what came out of those trainings of having anywhere from 30 to 60, you know, people that, you know, some, because it was National Guard, some had seen, you know, combat, some haven't. It was, it was a different mix of people. But what, what we got out of it was that after that, they all understood where we were coming from and how mental health and opening up that conversation, opening up that door sure. made them better people just in two days yep. they would come up to us afterwards and say you know we've had to sit in so many four-hour trainings two-hour trainings of suicide prevention this and that we couldn't stand it they would come up to us after if you read the reviews and we have them all on file they were like this is the greatest training we've ever done even though it was two days so long much, and we right? were told to do it yeah they loved it and they were so like accepted uh, uh, you know of of what we were trying to explain to them and how we wanted them as suicide intervention officers yep. to work with their fellow, you know, you know, you know, soldiers and sailors. It, it, it was, it was, it was for me. So that goes back when I was first doing this. For me, it was so enlightening to sure. see these guys go, wow. Yeah. So it's okay if we talk about this? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And and this is what I need to do as a higher up to 
the people underneath me to let them talk about it. It really was. It, it changed the perspective for a lot of these guys and go, you're right. We got to be able to talk about it. We don't need to red flag somebody. We don't need to put a yellow ribbon on their arm no, while they're we need walking to help around. Them. We, we need to don't, don't give right. them what. Didn't we go over the, uh, the types of discharges? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know, and if somebody, an and, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and no, they kick them out of the, uh, they used to. Yeah, right. N- now I think there's a lot more calmness. Um, well, each case is going to be evaluated on its right. basis, but it's not just automatic, you know, go. But, you know, I was going to ask you, so uh, do you feel that because that um, veteran or the, the soldier opened up to a stranger, he feels if I can open up to a stranger, now I can open up to maybe... Uh, my own family or maybe someone else do you find that at all so what we found also from these trainings was that because I was not military and not part of the ranks in the system and we were just educators and we same with the police departments that we did them all over the South Shore almost every police department in the South Shore was part of our trainings because we gave them our personal information and we weren't part of the protocol of who they had to report to. They reached out to us one-on-one. They said, and, and it wasn't them all the time. It was like, my wife struggles with this. Yeah. My son struggles with this. But I don't want to talk about it because it's my family. And so what it really did was open up their eyes and you know their ears to listening to their families like you're asking, everybody around them, and allowed them to speak freely to people in their life that it mattered to. Finally. Finally. But at this point, why don't we take our second break here? Uh, We'll come back uh, to finish up uh, with uh, tonight's show uh, to start the third quarter. We'll uh, be talking about uh, uh, a great veteran uh, uh, get-together that was held uh, Uh, just uh, last week. So why don't you take it away, Larry? Uh, We'll be back after these messages. Yeah, we're going to take a a short uh, uh, break here because the annual Norwell Veterans Luncheon started as the oldest vets luncheon. Now they work to include all Norwell vets at the gathering. Christine James files this story. Wally Rockwell Sr. at 100 years old is proud to be the oldest veteran in attendance. Delighted to see Wallace Rockwell Sr. How old are you now, sir? 100. 100. Is this the age of wisdom? That's a big smile. Nice. We had the pleasure of talking a couple of years ago here, and you were telling me how much you loved animals. Oh, absolutely. I have a dog. I love him. He's my best friend. He lays on my bed at night, sleeps there, and we walk every day around the place where we live and have a nice day with them. This is a veterans luncheon. Tell me what branch of the military you served in. I was in the Coast Guard on a Coast Guard cutter up in Booth Bay Harbor, Maine. That's where we were stationed, patrolling the Atlantic for submarines. 
Plymouth County Sheriff Joe McDonald says it's hard to imagine our present day world and freedoms without the contributions of our veterans. I love to come out, see the veterans, see each other, as you said, get them together, but it gives me an opportunity to see them, to hear some of their stories, and to thank them, because everything that I am and aspire to be, I owe them my thanks. Norwell Veterans Agent David Osborne organized the luncheon at Alba in Hanover and says he had a lot of help putting it all together for over 231 attendees. Well, you're doing a great job, and everybody has a big smile on their face. Well, I guess if you were sitting in Alva's on a sunny afternoon, you would have a great smile on your face. <laughs> One very generous Norwell family who believes in supporting our veterans has been sponsoring this event for the past decade. Christine James, WATD News. The Osborne family from Norwell. Uh, no, no, it's not. He's not. Dave Osborne is the VSNO. He is not the benefactor. Oh, no, I didn't mean that. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, Dave Osborne's a great Osborne guy. Yeah. Oh, he's a, been a friend of mine for 20 years. He's a great, great guy. And uh, he started this uh, 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 several years ago uh, on the estate of this person in Norwell. And you drove in through the gate, and then you went to a parking lot, and then they came to get you with golf carts <laughs> and bring you to the event. That yeah, was like, wow, unbelievable. But they had, uh, this is the first year they had it at Alba. In the past, they've had it at his location and with lobster salad, lobsters for everybody, chowder, the whole, the whole everything. And it, and it was uh, something that Dave's been working on for many, many years. And uh, this was a great one. Now there was, I guess, 230 Vets that were there. It's amazing. Excellent. It's amazing how were many they veterans. All from Norwell. Just the about. Wow. Just, just, just about. Uh, seniors. Dave yeah. just has a has a real pension for for hanging out with these guys and girls and 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 doing this uh, uh, event for them. So it's uh, really uh, it's a, it's it, it's a great event. Uh, Sounds uh, like it. That. Uh, I missed out this year, but uh, next year, uh, ho hopefully, he'll be back on. Um, but uh, 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 Jenny, um, hi, hi. You know, I mean, shut up. Uh, well, <laughs> we get we get callers saying that Jenny doesn't talk enough, yeah. so we gotta we gotta like, you know, come here, Jenny, come here, Jenny. Um, so this is the end the end of uh, Suicide Awareness Month. It is, yeah. And and, and you have any. Uh, other um, uh, events planned over the next uh, several days or so? We do. Um, Saturday at Buzzard, down in Buzzards Bay, right near the railroad bridge, is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Out of the Darkness Walk. It starts at 9 o'clock, and we walk basically up the canal and back. The whole canal, and not the whole canal. Not the whole canal. No, it's about two and a half miles. Two and okay, half miles. good enough. Yeah. Um, but the the whole purpose of having these community walks is all the money that's raised by those walks stays in that community. So the walk that's happening at Buzzards Bay is called the South Shore Cape Cod Walk. So any money raised from this walk will go to both our area, Plymouth County, the South Shore, and then down the Cape. Um, that is Saturday. On Sunday, we also have another walk at Borderland Park in Easton. Yeah. Again, starts at 9 o'clock. Um, same exact thing. And who should who should attend these? Who who who's your who's your audience? Who do you want there? We want anyone and everyone. But 
99% of the people are there because they've been affected by suicide. Have they? Okay, so, many so families. It, it, it is the survivors and the survivors' families that are reaching out and getting strength amongst each other? Exactly, exactly. Actually, I found out last night, I don't even think I told you, um, the family that I met last June that lost their young son to suicide. Yeah. Um, their the mom, one that talked about it, so they, they didn't they talk really loud about it? They did. The family really yeah. did. The family's yeah. been so strong. She's been a great, great advocate. Um, she reached out to me yesterday. They asked her to be part of the um, bead ceremony. There's different color beads for each loss that you have, and they actually asked her to be part of it um, because of the loss of her son. So she was very ha It's emotional. It's a very, sure. very emotional day. Um, but that will close out a whole month. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's been busy. And, and he's been, Paul's been busy the last two days at um, Massasoit College doing some work. So. And and then what, Jen? I mean, now that now the month is coming up. Well, I'm Cleveland. What, what? She's going to Cleveland. <laughs> She's going to Cleveland. I think that's it. They don't let me go. He went to Cleveland with we me. We went together. We went together. So, yeah, but he so wasn't a regular on our show. <laughs> right. He didn't desert us. That's right. <laughs> Cleveland. So, so just because this month is coming to an end, our Doesn't. work, our work um, actually picks up this time of year. Does it? Right. It does. The holidays coming up. Well, it's it's not just the holidays. It's the time of year where schools, uh, universities want more trainings because they're back in session. Um, you know, a lot of people are on vacation over the summer, so our, our kind of work during the summer is a little quieter than it is the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, holidays always affect. Um, people that might be lonely or or struggling. Um, people coming back out of the woodwork now after, after the pandemic. Are they more more uh, open to come out and 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 take advantage of your classes now? Yeah, I, I think so. When um, the pandemic first started, we weren't allowed to do in-person classes. We actually had to do them virtual, and a lot of the the different programs that we do change their modules so that we could deliver them virtual. Uh, Paul and I had done a couple for the City of Providence, um, Providence, and we found that people were turning off their cameras, and we didn't know if they were okay. You know, you're in a class for seven and a half hours, whether if it's in person or virtual, I don't know if they're okay if they shut off their camera. Um, so neither one of us felt comfortable. We'd rather have that person, sure. that personal interaction. So as soon as we were able to go back in person, that's the only training we'll do now. And we are setting up some trainings, as he said, even though September's over, um, this is when we'll be scheduling because it's our new fiscal year too. So we have a few classes coming up, no date yet, so I can't announce them. Who, but should, who, should, who should be contacting you? Uh, to set up their own dates to have you come in. Who who's your your your, your primary target? Policemen, first responders. Well, it's any, anybody and everybody. In you know, it could be a small organization. We've had um, several towns reach out to us to train their employees. We've also had a lot of the council on aging reach out to us. We did do a big training back in February, I think it was, um, at. Bridgewater State College, but it was a collaboration with um, the Bridgewater College, the police, all the Bridgewater police departments, 
and BIDH Plymouth. Okay. Um, so the, it was a big collaboration with all of us, and that was the first of three that we're supposed to put on. Um, but even, you know, if there's a private company and they want training, they can reach out to us. How, and how would they uh, reach out to you? Um, reach out to me, not okay. him. Not, not, not him. <laughs> he's, um, he's too busy talking to answer the phone. <laughs> I, I get it. And, did, and how would they reach you? She does all the hard work for How, how would they reach you, Jen? Um, they can call me at 508-254-254-9320. And, and, and how far in advance are you, uh, would, would, if somebody called you this week, would, you, would they be, have you come in sometime in October? Would it be, are you stretched out November? Is it a series of, of sessions that you might do? Or? It's quite possible. It really depends upon who's asking. Um, if it's a public event, we pretty much like six to eight weeks to plan for it because we want to advertise it. We want to fill a class. We'd rather have a class of 30 people than five people. Sure, sure. Um, but if it's a smaller group that just wants to train, like we did a um, youth ambassador group out of Cohasset not too long ago, and it was a smaller group, we'll definitely do that. You know, um, we're actually, Paul was asked, we're speaking Sunday, or he is speaking Sunday morning at First Parish Church in um, Situate. They're inviting us in to give a two-minute talk, Mr. <laughs> Gabriel. Um, you know, he's only allowed to talk to two minutes, but then we'll stay after and talk to people, and hopefully more will come out of that, and we can get back into the communities, too. So Very good. Very, very good. Do you find very this good. time of year is also because it's getting dark early, and do you find that to be a trigger for some folks, too, or not? Statistically, it's not. But, yeah, it very well could be because it's darker and you start, you know, people go in earlier, it's longer isolation if they're alone, especially right. with the elderly. Um, a lot of people, you know, think around the holidays, that's when our statistics are high. Yeah. But it, it, it's actually after the holidays. And I think I've mentioned that before, yeah. Greg. Yeah. Um, you know, and people were surprised. But it's after all the holidays. And, are it, over. and, and it all sets in. All yep. of a sudden it's uh, February and it's well, cold. Families and it's are go yeah, the family stuff gone. is over. They're yep. gone. And yep. now they're long. Yep. Well, uh, why don't we take a uh, final uh, break here for the uh, – uh, for for the evening, uh, we'll come back uh, and finish up with Paul and uh, and Jenny and uh, uh, talk about uh, what's coming up for next week. Take it away, Lan. We'll be back after these messages. Welcome back, everybody. Craig Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio, here talking. Uh, uh, with Jenny, we're getting her to open up a little bit, and uh, uh, a new friend of ours, Paul Gabriel, uh, the uh, uh, the creator of the uh, Plymouth County uh, Suicide Prevention Coalition. You got it. <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! <laughs> Just on, say PCSPC. <laughs> Just remember that PCSPC. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Hey, nine eight eight. We got that. We got nine eight eight now. We, we, we have that. We would have to write down the number. Thank God, because I couldn't remember the number. Yeah, I'd have to. It's only five years that we had the one eight hundred number, and I just would totally blank out. And I'm a pretty good guy with numbers, but no. Went right, went right over the top. Right over the top. Much easier. Much easier. 
So, Paul, you you've you've come a long ways already now in your in your ten years. What 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 do you look forward to now? That what do you, what what what's your next uh, 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 set of challenges? Well, first of all, within our own you know community here of Plymouth County, my challenges are to continue to advocate for earlier education with mental health and awareness. We're trying to write programs that are age appropriate for elementary schools, for middle schools, so that kids understand what they might be struggling with. Or maybe it's not even them, but they go home to a family that maybe their parent has a substance use disorder or a brother that struggles with a mental health disorder or another family member. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, unfortunate, there's a lot of grandparents raising grandkids because of the loss of uh, our opioid, you know, um, epidemic that has happened over the last 20 years. So my goal is really to look forward to is, is the education part of that within our community. Outside of that, we've Jenny and I have had so much interest in people asking us to do things outside of Plymouth County. So anybody that's listening outside of our county, Jenny and I have launched our own business, Mental Health Training and Awareness Consultants, that just kicked off about a year ago. We're slowly going to launch our our business um, this fall into full-blown working with um, veterans outside of our area because we see that we're very active in Plymouth County, but other counties are not. So in order for us, we cannot use that money that we have for the coalition. So we have started our own business with our own funding and we are reaching out to anybody that's in a near shot of us outside of Plymouth County. We will travel. We are already in four states uh, in New England. So we are here to, to work with private companies, with veterans, with active military, whatever is needed. Um, so as soon as we get some swag going and some logo <laughs> stuff, we'll get it out there to all of you. And re- please reach out to us, um, even if you're outside of Plymouth County. And and what numbers, uh, uh, Jenny? Uh, you already gave your number before, but you know, Wolfie would be yelling at me if we didn't talk about the fabric. We gotta the fabric. The, the, I the know. fabric. We gotta. We gotta. <laughs> you know, how how do they get in touch with you, Jen? So again, my phone number is five zero eight two five four nine three two zero, and we also have a Facebook page, which is under Plymouth County Suicide Prevention Coalition, and our website is www Plymouth County SPC for Suicide Prevention Coalition dot org very or nice. com whichever well, one you want to do well, they both link they both link anyway oh, yes. well yeah. very nice there very very nice very nice you know how to do things yeah I know you do Jen I'm, I'm you know I've been watching you for <laughs> these many years although uh, you know a little trip to Cleveland that does it. come between <laughs> hey, us. Hey, wait a minute. I'm gonna I, be mean, in, I want to be in Rutland, Vermont, in a couple of we weeks, went, so we you can Milwaukee make fun of me too. of that. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know everybody's, you know, I'm the only one that's, uh, that's, that's the travel. regular here. Yeah. I, <laughs> nobody invites me to go anywhere, so I'm just here every week, you know? Well, I hope I'm invited back. I've enjoyed uh, your time, and it was nice chatting with all of you. Thank you yeah. so much for having me tonight. Well, Paul, we'd love to have you back for What are you for, doing for next sure. July? Yeah, you didn't go to our our summer festival. Did you uh, it uh, in in Quincy? He was in Cleveland with me last year. Oh, that's yes. right. Yeah, remember she was away. You I was in Cleveland last year. Yes, I was. This year I was here. Last year was when I was in Cleveland. I mean Cleveland. this year. This year. Yeah, yes, but I mean this, this year. year. Yeah, but Paul's never been to our event. No. No, I was working my other job. Uh oh. 
As, the summer is his busy um, time. I'm in, I'm in the restaurant business on the Cape, so I'm, I'm busy down there. Oh, during, God bless you. During July. So. My, my family used to own Puffer Bellies. <laughs> oh, nice. I loved Puffer Bellies. Oh. I, I, I partied there quite a bit. Uh, I thought I recognized <laughs> you. <laughs> that's where it's from. I actually think, that's, I think that's where I got PC'd for falling asleep on the... Uh, on the on the beach that day, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> we had uh, uh, there's quite a number of stories came out of there. Yeah. But oh, uh, yeah. so, how was your summer? Uh, was it? It was, was it? it was great. Always yeah. busy. Always you know profitable. It was the Cape's back up and running after the pandemic, and uh, you know. We, we, and we, and in your business as a bartender, yes. Um, do you ever come across some people that you question? Are you okay? Not only question. I also run into more people just at a conversation because that's the type of place it is because of everybody coming from all over the world, yeah. really, but especially all over New England, New York, New Jersey, that they just – you have conversations and you and you talk with people as a bartender. And there's so many people that say to me, well, you know, you, you work here full-time. And I say, no, I work a couple nights a week. What else do you do? I tell them what I do. I've lost someone to suicide. I've struggled with suicide. I had some beautiful lady tell me three weeks ago, she said, you know, I came in here a year ago with my mother. We come in every Monday because you talked about what you did for work. And she goes, you saved my life. You kept me from taking my life. So there's so many connections that I've I've had over the years of bartending, either people that have reached out to me. Mm-hmm. I've helped them. Uh, one of my dearest friends for, for years now lost their son to suicide and that was our connection years ago when I met them um, it, it's just it, it's bartending is psychology sure and 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 it's been an incredible journey being a bartender and being able to help people and people being able to help me as well look at cheers yeah. I, I mean was that not real life there you go yeah, yeah it's all about relationships and and we had a, a a couple of restaurants and and we had a, in in Newton we had a restaurant in Newton Corner and we had fifteen seats at the bar or whatever but it was just like Cheers and yep. it was the same guys and girls every every night they came back in you know and yep. and it was uh, it was very cathartic it is it, it, you know from my standpoint because I didn't, I felt better about myself after listening to them jeez <laughs> 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 wow I thought I had problems yeah. look at you it's yeah. interesting when you're on the other side of the bar <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly exactly but uh, uh, this has been a, a real experience uh, sharing uh, uh, your story with us Paul we, we really do appreciate it uh, uh, and keep up the Keep up the great work. Let us know what we can do to help you. From, hey, and from and this vice standpoint. versa. Oh, God, we're here to help you. So anything we can do, bring me into whatever events you have going on. We have a chowder thing that Jenny was just telling me about. We've got some chowder contest or uh, going on. Chowder in, fest. Chowder so fest. Uh, fishing for a mission. Twenty two. The guys from the twenty two Mohawks. Oh, okay. A part of it. Okay. Um, they do the same thing that you guys did. In Quincy, taking yeah. the veterans out fishing. Yeah. But they raised money, and um, they reached out to me to be a judge for a chowder fest. I don't like chowder. <laughs> <laughs> so, but guess who does? Guess who does? <laughs> perfect. So we're sending him. <laughs> oh, perfect. So perfect. Anything so, we can do for you? Is that, is that Harold whatever. Skelton by any chance? Yes, it is. It is yep. Harold. Yep. Yeah, Harold exactly. uh, uh, has been on the show a couple of yes. times. And uh, it... it um, I, I was in a golf tournament for Parkinson's disease uh, 
uh, George Wright Golf Course a while ago, and Harold was there. He was there. And and it was great talking to him, and and uh, I I think they run several charters. They do a couple of times yeah, a year. Yeah, a couple of it's times. Not they just go out. not just one, one day time, in right. Quincy. Yep. You know, in Quincy we have, I don't know how many boats we have. I think we have about thirty-five or forty lobster boats in our in yeah. our fleet. Uh, that's one years. day. That's that's a huge event, though, to have that many one day and oh, yeah. get these veterans out fishing or even not even and, just and then, on the water and then feed them. Yeah. You, yes, you, you know yeah. uh, they have a big a big lunch in their farm and uh, entertainment and all kinds of raffles and things. You know, but uh, you know we, we think Paul that by getting them together, it it, it that that the camaraderie will take over. And that's what what we always talk about is the coffees, the coffees. You, you know, and just Coffee getting them together, yeah. and just let, letting them talk, and not not about anything, just being. Doesn't matter. Just 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 being. Even even if everybody's bitching, it's a good bitch. You know, it's like <laughs> you know, complain. I like let it out. Yes, let it out. It's, yes. it's so helpful. Well, and and Mike Cunningham, as, as a uh, UMass uh, Boston history professor, and a writer. And he talks about writing it. Yep. R- write anything. <clears throat> write, r- write a couple of words. Write a sentence. Write a paragraph. Doesn't have to be a book. No. But when when he he talks of the process of taking that weight off of his shoulder when he put it down on paper. Put it on words, right? I mean, I think I mentioned last week one of the things that we do when we go out to families is we bring them a journal. And we say, write your stuff down. Interesting. Whether you share it or not, that's up to you. But it does take pressure off them. Well, and we're off we're, them. We're gonna, I'm working with uh, the VA, and uh, uh, Dr. Sloan has written a couple of books on the process of writing. And, and uh, she's going to come in uh, with uh, Mike Cunningham and John Oliver. So I'll make sure that, you know, that, that we prepare everybody to uh, you know, start to write a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that'd be that, that'd be great, uh, Larry. It looks like the uh, clock on the wall is uh, is is unfortunately saying we must uh, bid adieu. But uh, nine eight eight, we got that number right, Jen. We know it at I the prompt. Know. Press one. Yep, for veterans, press, press one. one. And and or call or call Jenny or call me. Yeah. We'll do the same for you. And or call me. We have a network. Uh, call call Wolfie. Call anybody. Yep. And and that's one of the things that Wolfie and I pride ourselves on. We don't do anything, but we know everybody that does. So you call us, <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to pass the buck. The whole, the whole thing is you're not alone. Yes. Yep. We'll leave the light on for you. Yes, absolutely. You're not alone. A- absolutely. Larry, thank you very much for tonight, kid. Thanks for keeping us uh, uh, on track. And uh, Justin, great to have you back, brother. Hey, thanks for you back.